Hello, and a warm welcome to my Asthma Spotlight podcast. I'm Dr. Mark Levy. I'm a family doctor with a special interest in asthma. My aim is to help people with asthma and also their caregivers to understand more about this disease and how to stay safe. I will share lots of information about asthma. However, I will not be able to answer any personal medical questions for which you should really consult your own doctor. The opinions I express in the Asthma Spotlight podcast are my own and they are not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as medical, health or professional advice of any kind. Please do see the disclaimer details in the podcast description. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Asthma Spotlight podcast. In today's podcast, I'm going to talk about how asthma drugs get into your lungs, that is to the place where they work. Now there are three important things that people with asthma should know about inhalers and inhalation medication that's used for treating asthma. Of course, these are also relevant for those who care for people with asthma as well as for people with asthma and parents of children who have asthma. So the three things I'm going to talk about today are about inhaler technique, and that's the way that you use your inhaler. Second, I'll talk about spacer devices, which are used together with pressurized meter-dose inhalers. And then finally, I'll talk about nebulizers, and um, some practical um, pointers about the use of nebulizers. So starting with inhaler technique, first a bit of background. You may be interested to know that the ancient Egyptians used a form of inhaled medication three and a half thousand years ago. They used to place a herb on hot rock with a bit of water to create fumes that could be inhaled by people having breathing problems. Another interesting historical fact is that the first inhaler, which was used for cough, 
was invented by a physician in Devon in the southwest of England, and his name was John Mudge. He was a specialist physician. Now, more recently, after the first pressurized inhaler was developed by Riker Laboratories in 1957 in Philadelphia, over the last 70 years, major advances have been made in the development of inhalers which are used for lung diseases such as asthma and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. So much of the treatment of asthma is by medication that's inhaled. And it's logical, therefore, that the drug needs to get into your lungs in order to work properly. So if you're not using the correct technique for your inhaler, the drug cannot possibly work. So there are three kinds of inhalers. There's the pressurized meter-dose inhalers, which are the common ones that you know about, which you press to release the drug. When you press these devices, an aerosol comes out so you can inhale that. The second kind are the dry powder devices. And the third kind of inhaler are called the soft mist inhalers. If you listened to my interview with Gary MacDonald, pharmacist, in episode 25, you will have heard his excellent description of how to use an inhaler. And this description was the method used in doing asthma reviews over the telephone during the COVID pandemic when face-to-face -face asthma reviews were not possible. Have a listen to that episode if you haven't yet. Now, Gary did acknowledge that this system for explaining inhaler preparation and use had been developed by his colleague Anna Murphy, who is also a specialist pharmacist with an interest in asthma. As I said, it's very important, no matter what inhaler you have, is that you can use your inhaler correctly. That's important because one of the risk factors for poor asthma outcome is poor inhaler technique. So the most dangerous thing that can happen if you're not using your inhaler correctly is that you could have an asthma attack. So what can you do about this? First, there are instructions inside the box that comes with each new inhaler that you get. So make sure you read through these instructions, which will include preparing the device for use, using it, and how to store it safely. So when you're prescribed an inhaler, usually someone will have shown you how to use it. And ideally, you should have been checked to see that you can use it correctly. The other important thing to know is that your inhaler technique should be checked frequently because many people lose the ability to use the device correctly. So you forget over time and you get into bad habits. In fact, based on research findings, it is helpful to have your inhaler technique checked whenever your asthma flares up and most importantly, after you've had an attack. So currently, many healthcare professionals in the UK and possibly in other countries are being encouraged to change your inhaler for various reasons. What's important is that if your inhaler has been changed, and sometimes this might be done remotely without you being present, so your prescription might change and you might only discover that you've got a new inhaler when you go to the pharmacist to collect it. So if your technique has not been checked, um, you obviously won't be able to use that device correctly. 
So if you've been prescribed a new device, you need to make sure that you ask someone who knows how to do so to teach you how to use the new inhaler. Now, of course, there are videos on how to do this. However, it's much more important that somebody who's trained to check you watches you and decides whether you're using your inhaler correctly or not. Because if you aren't, you might need another prescription for a different kind of inhaler, or you might need a spacer to um, use together with your inhaler. And I'll talk about spacers in a moment. Another thing that might be helpful if you prescribed a new inhaler is for you to check your asthma control for a few months so that you can see whether this new inhaler is helping you or not. If you're not sure how to check your asthma control, I suggest listen to my Asthma Spotlight podcasts number 6 and 7 on how to do this. Now the last point on inhalers that I want to share about inhaler devices is that you should always make sure you've got a spare inhaler if you travel. And if you fly, it's important to keep these with you inside the aeroplane and not with your packed luggage, so that you're always sure that you've got your asthma medication available. So next we talk about spacer devices. And spacer inhaler devices are tubes that are usually made from plastic. These come in many different shapes and sizes and are used together with pressurized meter dose inhalers that work with the pressurized gas. These are the so-called fluorinated or F gases, which I'll talk about in another podcast. This type of inhaler, the kind that you press to release an aerosol, are the commonest kind of inhalers that are used worldwide and they're not easy to use correctly. The problem is that you have to coordinate pressing the device to actuate it, which produces the drug in an aerosol spray, and almost at the same time, you need to then breathe the drug in, and in addition, you need to breathe it in slowly, and slowly means that you take approximately five seconds to breathe in. So as a result, the need to combine and time these things correctly results in many people not being able to use these pressurized inhalers correctly. So that's why spacers are prescribed for most children and some older people who have problems either with manual dexterity or with timing their inhalation correctly. Now the spacer, this plastic chamber, has an opening at one end for you to stick your inhaler into and a mouthpiece or a mask at the other end for you to breathe in from. So if you have been prescribed a spacer, make sure that you're shown how to use it and also that your technique is checked by someone trained to do so. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So now, because it's easy to use a spacer, this is one of the ways that emergency reliever medication that's the short-acting reliever called salbutamol or albuterol, is used instead of trying to use the inhaler on its own. Research studies have shown that using a spacer with salbutamol is an effective way to treat asthma attacks that are not severe, and this may be included in your self-management plan. So in addition to knowing how to use a spacer that you or your child have been prescribed, there are two important things that you should know. One is to do with static electricity. That's the sparks that fly when you put on a woolen jersey, which um, has been uh, left for a while. And the other is to do with masks. Clearly, as with any medical device, you should read the instructions that come with your, with your um, spacer. In most cases, Spaces are susceptible to static electricity. And as a result, when an asthma drug is sprayed into the spacer, the drug can then stick to the inside of the spacer and so you won't get much effect from the drug yourself. So when you first get your spacer, you should follow the instructions in the leaflet and this will usually include washing it with warm soapy water and then leaving it to dry in the air. The important message is that you must not dry the spacer with a cloth because that action of drying or rubbing the spacer with a cloth increases the electric charge and the static electricity which causes the drug to stick to it. So what you should do after washing it and you should follow the instructions which will usually say that you should wash it at least once a week you should leave it to stand to dry alone in the air. Don't wipe it dry. Now, the other important thing about spaces relates to masks. The masks are useful in young children where a parent or a carer can assist the child in taking inhaled medication. Now, unfortunately, if you're using a mask, some of the drug can um, deposit on uh, the area around the mouth and nose when the child's using it to inhale. And so you should wash the child's face after using a steroid inhaler to get rid of any excess drug on his face. Um, But in um, general, the masks should not be used in children over the age of three when they should be changed to a spacer with a mouthpiece. So if your child is using a spacer with a mask and your child is older than three years old, it would be useful to ask your doctor whether you could have a prescription for one with a mouthpiece instead. And most young children are able to use these spaces with a mouthpiece. The last topic today that I'm going to talk about is nebulizers. Now in asthma, nebulizers are usually used in emergencies for treating asthma attacks. Now nebulizers are devices that very cleverly convert a liquid medicine into an aerosol or a gas so that it can be inhaled easily. The actual nebulizer is a small plastic container 
with a thin tube inside it which converts the liquid into a gas when air is uh, uh, pressed through it at high pressure. So the liquid medicine that's used most frequently in a nebulizer is called salbutamol, which is also known as albuterol in some countries. And then by attaching one end of the nebulizer to an oxygen or an air supply that is driven at pressure, and the other end to a mask or a mouthpiece, or small tubes which are placed inside the nostrils, so you can breathe the medicine in. In hospitals and some primary care centres, nebulised medicine is usually driven by compressed oxygen, so it's piped from the wall. In primary care and in some emergency departments, the nebulizers are driven by air compressors or pumps that push air through the tubes to the nebulizer to generate the aerosol plume in order that you can breathe it in. Ideally, in an asthma attack which is severe, the reliever drug, that's the salbutamol or the albuterol, should be delivered with oxygen. However, this is not always possible and it is used with a compressor pump instead which pushes air through the nebulizer. So why am I telling you this? The disadvantage of using air to drive a nebulizer is that your blood oxygen level can drop quite low when used with air. The reason is that when the salbutamol reliever medicine is delivered by air, your blood level of oxygen falls because of a mismatch between where your blood flows in your lungs and where the inhaled oxygen in your lungs goes to. So you don't end up absorbing as much oxygen as you should. And so I come to the important messages about nebulizers. Firstly, nebulized reliever treatment is emergency treatment aimed at opening up your air passages that have tightened due to spasm of the air passage muscles during an asthma attack. However, it does not treat the underlying inflammation which is caused by asthma. For that, you need anti-inflammatory drugs, and that's corticosteroids, either inhaled or by oral tablets or by injection in severe cases. Secondly, because of two other risks, you should not be using a home nebulizer unless it's prescribed by an asthma specialist because you have to have that treatment. You probably know what the two reasons are. One, that this is not the only way to treat an asthma attack. You also need anti-inflammatory treatment. And secondly, it is potentially dangerous, mainly because you will not have oxygen available at home to drive the nebulizer. And also because the reliever alone is not enough for treating the asthma attack. Sadly, I've been expert witness in two coroner's inquests where children have died from asthma, where they were using home nebulizers to treat their asthma. So the key messages from this podcast are, you should make sure that you know how to use your prescribed inhaler correctly. Ask your doctor or trained asthma nurse or pharmacist if they have been trained to check inhaler technique and then ask them to check to see that you are doing this correctly. 
What you could do is get someone to video you using your inhaler with a mobile phone and show this to your doctor or nurse or pharmacist to see whether you're doing it correctly. Next, if you're using a pressurized meter dose puffer inhaler, ask your doctor or trained asthma nurse if you need a spacer device to use with the inhaler and make sure you know how to use that spacer. If you are prescribed a new inhaler or spacer, ask your health carer to check your self-management plan to include when to use this. In particular, this plan should include details of how to use the spacer with your reliever when you have an asthma flare-up or an attack. Next, nebulizers are for emergency use only to give you reliever medication when you have an asthma attack. And nebulizers should ideally be driven with oxygen, especially if you're having a bad attack. They are not the only treatment for asthma, and they are only for emergency treatment, unless you've been advised by your specialist in asthma to use a nebulizer for delivering your asthma drugs. And to emphasize that last point, Home nebulizers for relievers should only be used if they've been prescribed by an asthma specialist who is supervising you and monitoring your asthma control. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you found this helpful, and I hope you did, please click the like and the follow buttons and share this podcast. Please do send me any feedback or questions to my email address, asthmaspotlight at gmail.com, and I'll do my best to answer these in future episodes.